left my family. I left my kids. I left my nightclubs, my parking company, $35 million to fight the fight. And both families, Gambino and the Bonanno family, Joe Messina, the boss of the Bonanno family, I helped him against the guys who were ratting against him. He turned state evidence into worldwide. His underboss, Sal Vitale, came in and he ratted. The captain, Frankie Copa, he ratted. And alongside them, there was other guys in their family that ratted. Along with my family, the boss, John Gotti Jr., he ratted. Ronnie Warnham, you have the opening statement. He ratted. He said that I would kill him if he wasn't nice to me. After I tried to help him beat the case. Mikey Scars, DeLonardo, John Gotti Jr.'s right-hand man. He ratted. Greg De Palma, another one of John Guy's made guys. He ratted. Fat Dom, another one of his made guys. He ratted. Mikey Scars had Joe, little Joey D'Angelo and John Jr. had him rat because they turned on him. He had nowhere to go. Another guy, Mikey Scars' brother-in-law, they, they buried him. So he had a flip. He had to come in. And I won't use the word rat for these guys because these guys were left in no man's land by all the captains, made guys, giving these guys up one at a time. And we're live. Another edition of the Johnny and Gene Show with John A. Light, Gene Brello. I'm Felix Levine. And our guests today, Snow, Billy, and Prince. Thank you guys for uh, taking the time to come on the show today. Thank you for having us. Welcome. That's right. Welcome. So I know John has a couple things right off the bat he wants to say, and then I know Gene has uh, the first question for Snow after. Well, I want to dedicate the show to, uh, again, to all the kids that keep getting killed. And I'm not talking about uh, young adults. I'm talking about children. And the last one was uh, Darius Sessons. From North Carolina, he killed a little five-year-old boy for being on his lawn with his bicycle. See, what what I want to say is, and because everybody's always talking about race, this ain't about race. This ain't about he's black, he's white, the other kid's white, this guy's Spanish. Don't matter, we're talking about kids. And these politicians, left side, right side, they need to do something about all these kids getting killed. And get serious, stop talking politics, talk about these kids that are gold of this country. So there's another young... Uh, baby in St. Louis with a mom. There's a reward out for people who killed them. I says, you know, th- that shit's got to stop. People got to stop talking yeah. nonsense, stop talking race, talk real like we sit here and talk real. So I want to dedicate it to all those kids and hope the politicians are listening to this shit, uh, get real and start doing something about all these kids getting killed. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah, that's and a I, fact, though, that's man. Definitely, that's definitely crazy. Some real man. stuff right there. I wanted to open it up because... Um, I wanted to try to explain to people how maybe it's similar or it's not, but um, in the mob life, right? When you make a move on somebody, a lot of times within the organization or why it's usually your friend get, hitting you, setting you up. You know, um, I was sent to hurt somebody, a friend of mine, and it was easy because he came to meet me. He trusted me. Now, when they made a move on you, I don't know exactly how it went down or what the story was, but was it someone you trusted? Were you set up? Were you lured somewhere? I just want to know exactly how it went down. And yeah, if you could share that. Yes, 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 yes. All three and above. Um, I was set up. I wasn't lowered there because I was already en route there. But um, yes, I was definitely set up, and it was definitely a, a family member of mine. And it was two family member of mine that was actually in on the hit. You know, um, one of them, my security, 
and another one, a real close family member and, you know, other things he was utilized for in the past. And things. So your guard was down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my guard was all the way down because um, for beginners, for beginners, um, we we met at a location that's owned by another family member of mine, and the cameras was supposed to be off when we got there, but the cameras wasn't off, and. As the documents read, I was also with someone that was part of another sector that um had their hands involved as well. So it was all, you know, like a big conspiracy because, you know, you had Takashi putting his orders in, then you had other people who was carrying out the orders involved. So it was like everybody was in it on in one, you know what I'm saying? So if I could bring you to the night, you know, we, um, let me see, you know, my memory is kind of a little off, you know, had shots to do that to you, kind of you know, mm -hmm. throw you off. But um, we met at the bar, at one of my other family members' bar. We had some drinks, had some eats. We talked, I had to handle some business. Um, I went to count some money. I actually went downstairs in the basement and, um, Left them in the section, counted some money, but what saved me with you know with that they thought I had a gun on me. Okay. Because I had a gun on me at the time, but I had tucked it off because it was like why I ride around in a car with all this money and three firearms and people you trust. So, right, I'm with people I trust, so I don't need my firearm because I'm the driver. So I, I put my firearm up, retrieved my duffel bag. When I came up the stairs, they was already there, already had the plot already set in. You know, um, I was going to my house, dropped the duffel bag off. Then we was going to proceed to the W Hotel. And um, as I was coming up the stairs with the duffel bag, my cousin, the one who actually put one of the shooters that actually pulled the trigger, he asked me, he yelled out. He said, yo, big homie, you got your gun on you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like, I brushed him off, saying yeah, but at the same time, brushing him off. So that kind of saved my life. And I say that because the hit was supposed to go down in the car. You know, the hit was going to go down. At first, the first hit was supposed to go down right there by the bar on the side of my family funeral home. But I guess, as I look at it now, <clears throat> when I parked and these guys got out, they must have called it off because it was too much activity at that moment. So when we went into the establishment, I'm, they, they must have regrouped you know, with the hit, saying, okay, cool, we're not gonna do it here because it's too much police activity on the street because the precinct is right down the block. So um, the regroup of the hit took place while I was downstairs and they was going to do it in the car. But once they figured I had the gun on me, that threw the plan off. Right. Now, when I'm in the car and I, you know, I know this is um, real because I look behind me and I seen 
the guns being removed. But I didn't think anything of it. You know, this is regular protocol at this point right now, especially where we at. Where we at getting close to the location is, you know what I'm saying? So this is kind of like protocol. So um, I'm not paying no mind toward anything, you know. I'm, you know, it's nothing. This is regular activity. So when I get out, the car, I went to proceed to the building my people's own and um, my mother own. And as I was talking to one of the residents of the building, I seen my cousin come on the side of me and I seen a gun, but at that time it was like, you know, can't really do nothing. I'm just like, all right, cool, we got the drop. And I just seen the armor's fire come out the chamber. I just turned my head. I ain't really turned my head. I could see it out of my eyes, so I seen it. Boom. I, it didn't drop me right then and there, but it dropped me to my like my knees, and I was going down. And as I was going down, another shot came. Boom. And that's what put me down. Not the first shot. It put me halfway down, but the second shot put me down. And I was out for about seven minutes. But someone else did, too. He got away. They shot at him about 13 times. Wow. Mm-hmm. He got away. And um, I got up. I couldn't get up the first time. But I um, it was like, you know, it felt real heavy. So I said, no, nah, I got to get up, man. I can't lay right here. I got to get up. So I pushed up. And I got up on my feet. And I just started walking, you know, because it's very dark block. This is a pitch black, probably one of the darkest blocks in Bedford Stuyvesant at this point right now. It's it's lit up now, you know what I'm saying? They got a lot of lights over there now, but this is one of the darkest blocks in Bedford Stuyvesant at the time. So um, it's pitch, there's no, it's just dark. I get up, I start walking, I get to Bedford Avenue. Um, obviously, people see I'm bleeding, you know, because it's blood everywhere. But first, before I get to Bedford, I, I make a phone call to somebody and I say, yo, I think I'm shot in my head. She like, yo, you got a lot of blood on your face. Yeah, you got a lot of blood on your face. You, I say, yeah, I think I'm shot in my head. So I, I hangs the phone up. And I know I was I didn't know I was shot in the neck. I know I was shot in the head because my finger went into the back of the hole. Wow. So I didn't know it. The neck at first. I said, all right, shot me in my head, then you know your ears is ringing, yo. You know, you're off balance. Right. So I know it's a headshot. A neck shot ain't going to really do too much. That the headshot is gives you all the imbalancing. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, I walk, I get to the gas station. I look at the um the gas, the gas tendon man. I'm like, yo, I make a gesture like with my hand, you know, call the ambulance. So he throws his hand up. He calls the ambulance. At the time, you know, they don't come right away. So I'm just walking around the gas station. You know, I'm angry at this point because I'm like, no one shoots me in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, who the fuck shoot me in my head? You know, of course I'm pissed off. You know what I mean? Like, no no one shoots me, man. Do you really realize that, may, man, any second, every second that's passing, you could die just sitting there getting shot in the head and neck? Yeah, like, I, you know. Were you thinking level nah, enough I wasn't, or nothing? No, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking dying. Yo, I wasn't yeah. thinking dying. I was thinking I was more angry. And I think being angry, you know, I was so angry because I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm angry, like, you know, 
I'm angry because of the, the shot. I'm angry because of the noise. I'm angry because, again, I know I'm going to jail. I'm on a run at the time, too, so I know I'm I'm going to prison. You know what I mean? Not only am I getting shot, but I'm also going to the penitentiary. So it's like a, a, a whoopee whammy. You know what I mean? Right. So um, you know, they're trying to find out who I am, and I'm being in coherence with the whole situation. But my ex-wife is a captain, and they know that. You know what I'm saying? So they calls her. They say, hey, listen. We got um, Shane here, but he's being incoherent. He's not telling us who he is. Can you verify who he is? She's like, yeah, that's my ex-husband. Boom, 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm saying he's on the run, you know. And they're like, All right, that's what we wanted to know. So they hand, you know, I'm handcuffed, one arm to the gurney, both leg, um, both ankles are shackled, go to Kings County. But as we ride in Kings County, you know, the doctors know I'm, to them, they, to them, they like, yo, he's not going to make it. You know, you got a you got a you got a you got a spinal cord wound. It's a headshot. You got a headshot. Wow. This this is not looking good right now. So the doctor's like, you know, he's saying things thinking I'm not aware, but I'm I'm very aware of what's going on at this time. He's like, yo, listen, if he makes it, he's gonna be brain dead. Or or, or he's gonna be paralyzed from neck down. So I'm like, yo, doc, listen, doc, you can't make that judgment, man. Mm. And he was kind of shocked to even hear me respond. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you don't put that oxygen mask on me, any of that stuff. You know I mean, that's what kills you. You know what I mean? In my brain, I don't need none of that. If I'm, I, if I need the oxygen, then you apply it to me. If I don't need it, let me work. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I got to Kings County. I went and I was on another phone talking to somebody. I went and get off the phone, and um, they shot me with some stuff and put me out, ran me through the CAT scan. Mm. You know, they seen a bullet in my head. They seen the next shot. And um, you know, it was like it's a miracle, man. Like there's no way in the world. You what, could be what'd alive. you get hit with? What kind of gun? A thirty-eight in the head and a okay. nine millimeter in the neck. So you didn't get hit with a low caliber gun right. because I spoke to you. For people that don't know, I know you since you're seventeen. Right. I met you right. through a family member, right. and I didn't see you again until right. about two thousand fourteen. Right. And right. Uh, man, uh, you, you ain't alone. You right. Got a lot of friends. For right. People that don't right. know exactly. And uh, you know, we did a show last week about right. another friend of mine. He became an enemy of mine. We made up. We shook hands. He got shot in the head. And one of my best friends is a neurosurgeon out of Jefferson in Philly, and I was telling him the, your situation and what happened, and he said the same thing. It's amazing what you've been through. And for those fake typists, gangsters on these computers, right. you know, that talk shit, uh, guys like you, guys like uh, Cookie, they, they took these shots and still out here talking and man enough to come out and reach a hand out and say you'll nice. accept an apology from Takashi 6ix9ine. If he comes and sits with you, you're willing to talk. Yeah, that's definitely. what that's that's what's cool about it, and not yeah. because we're friends, because I respect what you're doing. Because a lot of people wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Right, right, right. And I, um, definitely, you know, and we talked about that. If you know, um, sincere about, you know, cause a lot of this, we know, um, was based off his actions, because like the judge said, this crew wasn't into any of that stuff, right, until you got involved. How we know that? Because we've been investigating them every day. Right. So we know when the level of violence heightened and when it lay dormant. When you got into the circle, it heightened. So we're not saying you can't say you was a victim. Because he tried to he tried to use the victim card. Right. Like, yo, I'm a victim, I was there, they took advantage of me. No. Brother makes question. Do you think somebody was in his ear to make a move on you? No. He, no. It, it wasn't it was it was it was all for him. He, okay. you know, like he I did a podcast about him. 
right? This is when everything got out of control. When I was like, listen, man, you know, the gang thing ain't for you. You know, and I'm not, you know, it ain't for you. You know, this ain't the route to really go right now. You already established. Now it's time to make a turn. But he fell in love with the culture. He fell in love of what he thought was his family. And when I blocked him for not coming on board, that angered him. And not only did I block him, but I went, I did a podcast, you know, to let a lot of my friends and associates know, like, I'm not supporting this madness. I'm not supporting this antics. I'm not back anything that these guys are supporting with him. Right. You know, well, you're looking out for him. You right, I was trying him. to look out for him, you know, but he thought at the time I was trying to hurt him. Now he probably would see the bigger picture, like, wow, big homie was looking out for me, man. But these are the same guys that tied him up and robbed him yeah, and everything? Yeah, same, okay. yeah, these are the guys who he called on me. Right. So he... And you see an indictment, you know, per indictment. You, this is all public information that he called because, um, well, I was driving. I seen him. I'm like, listen, we got to talk. He got scared. He ran off. He called a whole bunch of people. to my yo, I'm going to put the bag on your head. I'm going to put the bag on. You know, that's like, you know, when yeah, I say put the head. bag. Of course. You know, is this what he's saying while mm -hmm. he's running away? And I'm like, yo, listen, you bugging out. You know what I mean? This thing, this, this, this gang thing ain't for you, man. You know, he, he, he got angry by that. But what he really, what made him really sanction the hit was when I did the podcast about him and called him, well, I basically said, I'm not down with the rainbow head piece of shit anymore. <laughs> so when I said yeah. that, that like... Well, now that, he stepped back. He's out of the life. He knows he's cornered back with, with the old people that he was involved with, you guys were running with. He sees the light, I think, but now he needs to shake hands and reach around the island say thank you for trying to save me yeah, i fucked up right. i made a mistake and prince i mean you're in the background knowing all this shit going on what's your opinion on this stuff that's going on uh well which situation is i mean it's, there's a lot of topics we're talking about well, the overall everything that happened when him getting shot with takashi did with the, you know you know i i feel that has to do with um no leadership i was just telling him man over there's no leadership you try to build the house with no leadership and foundation is going to fall, it's going to break. And you try to give a bunch of street guys money with no leadership, this is what's going to happen. And he was the only one, he was the foundation. I mean, and, and, and once you eliminated that, the house was, it was bound to fall. It was only a matter of time. So, you know, you got a bunch of crabs in a bucket, and this is what happens, man. And this is part of the gang culture, though. Yeah. Streets. There's a lot of stinks in the grass. There's backstabbing, and... and so being that Takashi knew that and he got into the situation and ratted, um, says about about his character, you know what I mean? But um, it's just a sad situation in the whole, man. But I applaud Snow Billy for, for, for forgiving him. You know what I mean? Because that shows a lot of, uh, from his behalf, you know what I mean? He has grown as a man. Um, so I, I salute that. that, that's, that to me, that's the... If anything, that's the biggest outcome of the situation. Him forgiving someone who tried to take his life. A hundred percent. And you know what the show's about is really, I'm trying to talk real about the street from every culture, from our culture, mob life, street life, gang life, right. and uh, kids to understand the treachery you just talked about. Have the honor that Billy has. Snow's uh, got the honor to be a real man and say, that's listen, I'm going to forgive you. I got the heart. I that's gangster. That's that a real gangster. gangster. That is yeah. gangster. And that's the message to these kids. Yeah. That I want to see that what kind of man he is because 
my friend and me shook hands last week, two weeks ago, same thing, and uh, we were enemies trying to kill each other. And until somebody makes that move, I ain't gonna respect him, but I respect him because he put that hand. And Takashi, I spoke up for him at one time a couple months back uh, for changing his life. You wanna change your life, but you need to shake his, you need to put, put your hand across the aisle, shake his hand, ask for forgiveness, and sit down and talk like a man, and then you'll be respected for changing your life and your future. Not just changing life because you got jammed up each way, but change your life because you mean it now and shake his hand. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. I have a question Facts. for you. Um, at what point did you feel like you could forgive him? I mean, what would, did you have like a, a turning moment where it maybe That's went from question. resentment into um, forgiveness? Well, um, I, when I was in the hospital, I, you know, I was like, I told her, um, you know, I told her authorities when they was like, um, you know, cause the lower authorities ain't know what was going on. Cause you know, they don't really share information back and forth. So the lower authorities ain't really know what was going on. They had an idea what was going on, but they didn't have full insight what was going on. So going off for the lower authorities, you know, perspective, you know, they like, hey, listen, if we find out this was a gang related hit, we going federal on all y'all guys. But mm. The lower authorities ain't know we were, it was already federal. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So they don't let them know, right? They, they don't let them know. So at the end of the day, when they like when they telling me, yo, you know, we because they kind of I guess you know through the whispers they probably got a win. Like yo, listen, that was a gang related hit, man. You know what I'm saying? So Back when they ask me, they say, hey, listen, you know who you know? Of course, because now they go to the establishment, they pull the cameras. But when the NYPD pull the cameras, they don't really know what's going on. But when the bigger authorities who know what's going on just say, hey, listen, back off. We got this. We got the footage. I don't right. I'll stay out of this. What about that shooting at the restaurant? Were you there for that? No, I was I was on Ragazana. Right? Oh, okay. Like, right. All right. Th through all that time I was like I said, I went I went immediately I went immediately went to Ragazan right right after the shooting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So before all the the touring and the antics started, I was already out the picture. Okay. You know, and um but for your question I already told them from the door, like on the hospital bed, I forgave, you know, I forgave him, mm -hmm. like, you know, because you got to understand that um, I put work in, you know, I, I put a lot of work in in my time in. Um, Facts. I understood that, you know, what comes around goes around. Like, for instance, I've been waiting to get shot in my head probably since the age of 15 years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it came around when I was 40. You know what I mean? Like, every day I embrace myself to get one to the head ever since 15. No, you were a wild kid, a young kid. Right. right. So, fi so 15 years on, I'm waiting. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, when is going to come? You know, like, oh, all right, I guess it's going to come when I open my door. Because that's the most point, that's the most time you off point anything is when you put your key in your door. Yeah. So, it's been a lot of nights, even at 16 years old, that I had to embrace myself. Because when you put your key in your door, your back is completely yeah. turned, unless you have a technique where you could put your key in the door, look towards the street, and at the same time, hold your gun. <laughs> but, you know, how many people was equipped to do that? You know, so sometimes you're going to slip. So even since a young age, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I was definitely waiting for the headshot. It's not, no, I was waiting. And probably waiting for it for so long, and it happened, it's probably kept me alive because right. I was always anticipating it. You know what I'm saying? I used to always even think how, how would it feel once I get shot in my head. Like, would it feel like a, a scab? When you know how you get a scab, a big scab, and you start the, it start the hills and yeah. it picks up? Well, I used to always think that's how the headshot felt. And that's how it actually feels. 
Can I ask so, you, what was the pain like? Is it excruciating? Were you like, no, it's, you... it's no pain when it happens. Hey, I, I, got, I got stabbed in the head, and then guys that see me get stabbed in the head. Yeah. They put an ice pick through my head, and you, I don't know. It's a weird feeling. I didn't feel it either, and I looked at one of the guys, this guy Frankie Radici from the neighbor, and right. I said to him, I said, hey, man, and he looked at my head, and he was like, holy shit, and, he, and it was double the size, but I really didn't feel it, and uh, then later on, I dropped out. But, wow. you know, I got stabbed up again, and then I got shot. So, you know, I know the, the, the feeling is not what everybody thinks. It right, is. right. It's, 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 I don't know it's if it's the, the adrenaline the or what, what it is. Because my, yeah. my best friend, um, they had tried to kill, uh, Albanians actually tried to kill us, and they shot my friend through the neck. He survived. His neck was this big. Right. And he was laid out for... Well, that's the thing because yeah, the blood yeah. coagulates in our head, and that's how you die. And we didn't. And me too. I didn't go because we're we're just. I guess you're mad. You're you you're moving. your yeah. adrenaline. And I did kind of what you did. I was looking for him. I wanted. I don't. I don't want to let it go. And I wasn't worried about the hospital. Actually, when the ambulance came, I says, "Get off of me." And then you know they found out I got stabbed up a couple of times and whatever. And I didn't even know it. And so, what was the recovery like for you after? Oh man, it's like you know. I I, I mean, well, I had to recover in prison, so it was it was it was oh, a so bad you, oh recovery, man, because I was on Rackers Island. What building were you in? I was in C ninety five. That's so where I was. Very nasty building. What year was that? Um, just now, about um t- two years ago. I was there from two thousand fourteen to two thousand nineteen. I mean, two thousand um sorry, two thousand and fourteen, two thousand sixteen. I was there. Right. I was just um I, I was there for like about six months, you know, for the right. fighting the violation, but um. You know, you know, as we all know, Ragaz Island, they have mattresses that's not made to lay on. Oh, God. So that's what I was given because I wasn't put in. Dark you know, side, light side, where were you? Um, I was in a, I, I was in captain, actually put me in a captain restraint house. Okay. That's, you know, the high classification High classification, house. yeah. So they put me there. Right. Right. All these guys, you know, all these guys in here's. Charlie Rock was there. Just missed him. Oh, um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know it was a it was the a rapper lot of, was there Charlie Rock. Oh, all right, there. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah. It was a lot. Of, it was a it was a lot of it was a lot of um, you know, in that Harvey Strain house. It was a lot of big homies who I knew as little homies before they grown up now. So when I got there, you know, it was it was it was everything was good. It was just the living conditions for me was very poor because of the cot. You know, I'm, I'm shot. I got a neck brace on. I got a head wrap, and I'm laying on. Well, you didn't get oh, hit with man. a little bullet, man. You nah. didn't get hit with a twenty-two or twenty-five. Right. right. I mean, you got hit, hit with, with strong cal- high caliber, gun, you know, bullets. Yeah. Isn't it worse sometimes to get hit with low caliber? Though? Well, low caliber, like you know, in the, in there, right? I don't want to talk right. about how right. I kill guys, but it stays in your head; it moves around. Right. Right. So, in right. one way, in one aspect, it's right. you know, you're luckier because it goes yeah. through you. You know, yeah, so, the big ones just go through. The only yeah. thing that made the stop the thirty-eight was the skull, you know, because it happened right over my ear. Right. I'm saying so when it hit head. Ricochet, no, what happened was they didn't have enough speed. They were so close right. that it was just impact. It didn't have time to pick up. You know, like the, it wasn't. They were, it wasn't like it was four inches away where they the bullet had time to pick up. Eight feet away, you're dead. Eight, eight, eight feet away, eight feet away, you're dead. You right, because with impact. So right. being so close and it just going boom and it's hitting and it's forcing the meat out. It's hitting. It's forcing it out. That's what I think. You know, the you know what, what kept everything. Let going. me let me ask you something. Let me cut you off. I mean. Cameras here. You talk to the cars yourself. What do you What do you want to say to him? Oh, um, you know, as for Takashi, man, you know, he got to get back around the right people that had the right plan for him. You know, and he know I had the plan for him because he wouldn't be successful now, regardless of what he done and what he doing in the street when it comes to the business aspects of it. 
the right plan was situated for you. He detoured. Well, so he have to make this right by one, showing he's sincere, you know, to his fan base and a lot of other people who want to see the sincere in him and not see the antics that he's causing at this point. You know, he haven't, you know, yet showed any sincereness to no everything remorse. he's done. He haven't shown no remorse. And we all know, like, life is based off of remorse and getting back on the right track. So right now, he's not even on the right track. He's positive action. You know, so he got to right now sit with me and show the world that this thing could be, you know, fixed. Even though blood was shed, it could be fixed. You know what, the people that don't know, and me and you had some a lot of conversations about this, but you're really sincere about them. Because you had conversations about me telling me, if you got a way to reach this kid, tell him, because if he continues, somebody out there is going to try to kill him. And I don't want to see that happen, because overall, you said he's a nice kid, you like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you he's know, that's really, kid, i got to tell you, that's really right. uh, commendable. Now, what I want to ask you, what is he really like behind this persona? He's a good kid? Like, what is yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's Daniel, man. Right, because right, he's not, right. He's nothing like this. You right. know, this is, this, this is the camera. God, this is for his entertainment. Right. This is the way, you know, as a lot of artists say, this is how I feed my family. Right. Not talking you down know. on him. He's not a street right. guy. No, 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 no. He's and not good. A, and it's good that he's, he's not right. a street he's guy. Not, it's not negative right. that yeah, he's not a street guy. He's not trying guy. to talk down. I'm saying he's, he's, not, not, a, he's like, not a street guy. He came up in the streets where he's no. out running and gunning. That wasn't his thing, right? That no, was no, his... no, 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 no. Hell, he wasn't running and gunning. He All probably right. dealt a little bit of hammer when he and neighbors. Now he's from Bushwick. So, you know, that's the main, you know, thing they do out there. But, like, he's not, he's not, um, he, he's not a no street thing. You know, he just came over on a humbug. You know what I'm saying? Was out there trying to get, you know, some 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 assistance in his career, get some, you know, notoriety, you know what I mean? And rather than that, like he's not into it. There's been time that I had to hold his hand right. and walk him through a club. You know what I mean? Like I had to really hold his hand because it was too crowded and there was too much activity. So he felt uncomfortable in several clubs. You know, and this is what he had to and we got the videos. You know, this is what he have to understand that if I held your hand in a night, you know, in a strip club, you know, then who, who, who was, you know who was there for you. Right. You know, you know who was there for you. That's why he can't never say nothing. That's why he can't say anything. Yeah. Because he know, I think, I think he feel kind of embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like, God, the guy who was really there for me and wanted to see my career go in the right path, I try to kill him. You know, and I honestly like I, I I've been seeing what he's doing on social media right now, and I'm a little nervous for him, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, the mafia like we're, we're a little watered down. <coughs> Bloods, gangs, they're not watered down. They're still very violent, and I think the way he's uh, walking around right now and uh, with his security and stuff like this in these neighborhoods, I think he should chill out with that, man. You get the wrong kid that just wants to make a name for himself and just, you know. Well, you get a young buck. A young they, buck, they a young kid, a young gang member, you know, they yeah, don't care. Man. And sees these guys kid, that are walking you know, with him are gonna And he's in their run. face laughing at them. Yeah. It's like, you know, know, he needs to chill out. Yeah. I mean, he has a great life. He has tons of money, you know, beautiful, you know, girlfriend. What is he trying to prove? Do you understand? Like, he's trying to catch. It's like catching that high right now. He's trying to cause as much damage because he know here what he caused a lot of damage. So now he's like, you know, let me just keep causing damage because I'm already, I'm already, I'm already, you know, I'm already in a hole. So, so he thinks, you right. know, but how he get out that hole is by making amends with the person you try to kill. Right. 
when they was all in good grace of you. Your career wouldn't be where it was at if it wasn't for me. Because right. you tried several times and you didn't get anywhere. We made it happen when I put Guomo out. That's what made you hot. That's what made you who you is today. You tried the yo way. All them other videos and music songs, it didn't go anywhere. When you did it my way, you got to where you at now. You think he's bigger now than before? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's bigger now. You know, I feel like he's more famous now. Yeah, you know, but I, it don't matter how famous he is. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna keep it right back to where it should be. He needs to come across the aisle, apologize to him. Even if he doesn't want to sit there and apologize, just talk it out. Be a man. Do something positive. Right. Show the right. kids out there. Show the neighborhood. Right. Show every city, His, state, right. country. Right. You know what this life's about. Because if you want to be an example, because you're an right. example. Now he's an example, whether right. he likes it or not. Because he's in, uh, he's, he's in, he's in, in front of the world. So yeah. he needs to show everybody, lead by example, and be a gentleman, and say, "Hey, man, I could stick my hand out and and be your friend again." Just like right. a lot of guys, I'm bringing in here, doing the right thing for the sake of people that have kids, and and the the people I just brought up that lost kids, and other kids. So you do something positive, and your music, hey, it, it it's something that's yeah, real know. positive, and and it's it yeah, is. You know, people read these things, man, and and they know, you know, is 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 in is in transcripts. You know, people who've been shot right. behind your antics. You know what I mean? And you I heard constantly people getting hurt over right, this. right. You haven't mm -hmm. yet. You know, your actions, as you stated, in federal court on the stand, you know, when the prosecutor asked him, he said, um, do you know Snow Billy? He said, yeah, you know, he did a podcast about me, calling me a rainbow head piece of shit. I got angry and I called all these guys and they came with guns and I tried to hold Snow Billy there. Like, you know, his attention, see, you see, no one made him try to hold me there. His attention was to hold me there. So right. when they come with the guns to kill me there, but wow. so it happened, everything broke up. And then they caught me 30 days later, you know, but he said it like, you know, I held him. I tried to hold him there because so, they was coming with the guns and you know what I mean? Well, like, the problem with power is whether it's legit power right, and that's or what it was. power. It is, is, is the power that he... You got to be able to do gave, it in a positive they way. They gave him so power. much power so fast, right? He was around all these shooters, you know, of course. he was around all these shooters and he was able to manipulate them with wealth. And fame, of course, that they was willing, you know, to turn for him. And this Fine. is what the judge stated: these guys wasn't doing it in this until you, you know, came into the picture. A uh, question: um, When Takashi was locked up on the federal indictment, he was, from what I've seen and heard, he was beat up by his own people once he got into MCC. Do you know why that happened, or maybe what the reason was? Was it somebody trying to make a name for themselves? They didn't like him. The Bloods put a beef in on him. What was the situation? Why do you think that happened? A lot of people want to know that. Um, it was in, in, in the um, in the rule books. Bloods, we got rules. Just like I think any of your organization has structure rules that they're supposed to abide by. And one of them, one of the rules for us is no snitching. Right. Now, there's some people say they want to look at it. He's not a snitch. He is a snitch because, uh, you know, they fucked his girl. They was robbing him. He had no choice. I would have did the same thing. It's a rat to rat. He got into something that he knew there's, there's the outcome of his jail. There's snakes in every gang. There's a, you think gonna be in a gang, it's gonna be all peaches and cream? No, I mean, and he wasn't built for it. So he got into something as a gimmick and um, he was supposed to swallow that pill. Whatever happened and he, he wanted to do all that and, and he got bagged, you can't just be a rebel and then when shit hits the fan, oh, I'm gonna tell him and I'm gonna be, 
Nah, man, it don't work like that. This, you, you should never dipped in that. You should never. They won't force him to put a gun in his head and say ride with the bloods. Mm -hmm. That's something he wanted to join and get into that. So you got to swallow that pill. So there's a lot of niggas that join that. Not the way Takashi did, the real right way. Right. They shed blood to become a blood. They take yeah. that very serious. So you can't come into a house on oh, I did it because they, they was doing me dirty. Nah, homie, we gonna spend they, they, there's repercussions for that, no matter where you go. There's people that just like any life, there's certain people that take the street life serious. Mobs or whatever. Yeah. You come into that house, no matter even if you snitch cause they killed your mother. Listen, if you involved in the streets or uh, someone walks by and shoots your mother in the head, you don't know who did it. You in right. the streets. Hundred percent. Now, if you're a regular civilian and you're not involved in the streets, someone shoots you out, you better point him out. Hey, listen, he went that way. You're a regular civilian. You get the pass for that. But when you claiming gang and you throwing up blood and telling the world to suck your dick, you better be holding it down when the, the, the FBI comes and say, listen, you're doing 20 years in the can. You can't say, oh, no, but he did it. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bloods that take that's very offensive because we get, once again, it's in our rule book, no snitching. Right. So, yeah. And Snow, do you think uh, you'll ever, um, do you think he'll ever make amends with you? If you had to make a, a prediction, do you think you'll ever sit across from him and he'll apologize to you and be sincere? 6-9? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think I'm at this point that he knows that um, I'm here for him, for the good. You know what I mean? Even right now, we could clean this, we could clean this stuff up. It's, it's still a chance right now to clean this stuff up, but to make that right, you have to come back to the person who made him. Mm. Mm. He's right now, he's running around. He have no guidance. He have no guidance. His he's girl can't. He's a straight pup. Yeah, pup his man. girl can't guide him. The security can't guide him. The lawyers can't guide him. What he need to make this right, he got to come back. You know, he got he got he got to not even come back. He got to make he got to make this apology sincere for the world to see. And and I mean, and for you on a personal level, I mean, um, you know, obviously a miracle, and thank God that you're alive. But how do you kind of progress your life, and you know, yeah. trust people again? I know that that's pro I can imagine that'd be very hard. Um, how do you go from here? <laughs> well, actually, um, I don't never, I, I never had a problem with trust issues, man. Mm -hmm. um, I leave it in God's hands. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in God. I, I'm, I have my God. I pray to my God. I, Talk to my God, man, and um, like with this incident, I knew I, I knew I was gonna get shot. Mm -hmm. I knew it. I knew it several weeks before it happened, you know. But I, my God said, "Um, you trust in me. You turn your back on your enemies, man." Mm -hmm. huh. And like I know people have their God, and I don't, you know, I say my God because I have a different relationship with my God. You know, I don't know how other people pray to their God. I pray to my God every day. When it's bad, when it's good, no matter what it is. If my God take my mother away, tuck, my mother's gone, thank you know, he needed her, I'm, I'm all for it. My father's gone, he needed her, I'm all for it. If he take my kids tomorrow, if he need them, I'm all for it. Now, I'm not a person who gets angry at God because things ain't go my way. Things ain't go my way for three years and I still pray them. If he take mm. my, he took my mother away. Listen, you need her. You got her. All right. So, my God, I pray to my God, and I pray heavily. That's why I'm able to walk around right now with two bullets to the neck and the head, because my God say, listen, you trust me. Don't trust that gun. Don't trust that shooter. You give your back to them. I got you, my son.
And if you can show me that faith and that belief, I guarantee you I'll get you off that ground. Mm. But you have to take that right then and there. There's no second guessing. Like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Let me not. You got to have that much faith and belief. And you'll get up. You'll get up. You know what I mean? And that's so, you know, I'm I'm cool with it, man. I'm not, you know, I come from, I've been in the streets a long time. You know, I've seen a lot. I've been in the streets a long time from a very early age you know, with some very bad, bad guys. Bad guys. So when you hear them say follow protocol, like I, when you hear them say we the mob, they say we the mob because I came from a mob organization. And then I took the same tactics I had with the crew I was with and applied it to my crew. So this is why we say we the mob and the crew I was with when I was younger, the, it, it, it was rules and it was protocol. Like you couldn't smoke, you couldn't wear your pants sagging down, you couldn't wear your shoelaces untied. It was a lot, it was a lot of rules and if you broke rules, you was disciplined. It didn't matter, you, you, was, you was disciplined. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody in my crew went to martial arts because we all knew one day we was going to jail. So we had a saying amongst, not the blood crew I'm with, but the street crew I was I was raised under that. We all going to jail one day and we're gonna check our guns in at the door. So we all went to martial art class mm -hmm. just in case when that time came. So that's why a lot of people understand when, when you hear shoddy and I'm saying, yo, we the mob and we and follow protocol. That's because of what I brought to them when they was young for the crew I come from, like protocol is very big. Mm. You know, like, you know, the do's and you don'ts, you know. Um, and I was I had them set of rules on me since I was 14, 15 years old with a, with a monstrous crew that's come out of Bedford-Stuyvesant. You know what I mean? I was with them since I was young. And that's all I knew, you know, I didn't know. I didn't come out the house as a drug dealer or a robber, or um, I came out the house as a gunman. I didn't come out the house. I don't know about selling drugs or robbing people. That's that never, you know, I came out the house by taking orders. You know what I mean? And um, doing what the higher ups required for me to do. So Is that what, uh, let me, before I wrap it up for us guys, uh, anybody that wants to reach me, it's johnalight.com website, johnalight officially is uh, my Instagram, there's several out there, but I run that myself. And, uh, you know, we're talking real, talking about guys who are real from the street. All of us been shot up, stabbed up, Prince been shot, all of us, every one of us sitting here, and guys that we have on the show. And I'm just talking real shit about the street, and I want kids out there to know it. And uh, you have a book, huh, Snow? Yes. Can you tell them what, what you got? Um, definitely, you know, we got the um, one of the most hottest hip-hop books Mm -hmm. On the shelves right Talk now, about got it. like yeah. almost a million orders in for this book right now. Um, sixty nine shots. The saga continues the rise and fall. Takashi six nine and the notorious Billy Badass record label mm. and Treyway Entertainment. A visual into hip hop gang related music culture. The book was written because mm. I wanted to show the youth, and that's why I said a visual into hip hop gang related music culture to show the pitfalls for when you want to take this music and you want to implicate it with gang activity understand when to keep it reality and when to keep it, you know, um, professional. And that's what kids have to see. You know, they see him with the answers, but the book is what give you the details from front and back on the labels, you know, like, don't get it, you know, 
it it wasn't a gang thing. It was a business thing. And this and this is what people overlook. No, it was these is labels right here. These, these go straight, keep straight. Right, you know, yeah, you know. Um, shout out to the um, three straight lanes organization. Go straight, stay straight, keep straight. You know, for average youth. You know, we show the youth that um, these three lanes of life is the cemetery on your left, lane of success in the middle, and a penitentiary on your left. If you don't go straight, and you decide to make the wrong turn, you might not be so successful as. That's a real that's message, right, and that's yeah. the message, man. Sitting here right yeah, now, you know what lanes, I mean? Like, yeah. You know, three straight lanes, man. You might not be so successful. Like, you know, a lot of us didn't have almost a life. I didn't have a life sentence. He didn't have a life sentence. This man didn't have a life sentence. My brother didn't FaceTime. You know, a lot of people don't come back off a life sentence, and a lot of people don't come back from the cemetery. So if you go straight, then you're great. If you go left or right, I wanted to say something, you know, a lot of people reach out to me a lot and um, I answer everybody. I want to uh, just let it know I'm open to anyone who wants to um, DM me and talk to me. My Instagram is uh, GeneBoy666. Um, I know there's 666 people ask me why I have that. My grandfather used to call me the devil child. That's all it was. I was bad when I was younger, so everyone understands that, all right? I'm not a devil worshiper or nothing like that, all right? So that's what it is, Gene Boy 666. And, um, you know, like I said, as you contact me, kids, anybody, I, I'm open to it. I talk to them all day, and I continuously will, all right? So that's all. Well, Snow Billy, Prince, thank you guys for taking the time. Uh, yeah, thank you guys you, for having us. I know you guys are always welcome back on, yeah, and we wish you all no, nothing definitely. but the best. Yeah, you too, you too. You Pleasure, guys. appreciate right, you, guys, brother. Yes. Hey, man, don't Thanks mess with us. We we'll get you whacked, you heard? Thanks for coming on. <laughs> no, Billy's.